we also wanted to discuss the cycleway plans up and down the country and they're expensive. You know, Wellington has announced they're building a 147 kilometre cycleway network, which will be very exciting for Wellingtonians. Only 23 kilometres of it exists today. $226 million bike network plan. Uh, and then Auckland Transport announced its plans for more cycleways. It's working out at $8 million per kilometre to put in 18, mil- 18 kilometres of cycle infrastructure. It seems an awful lot of money. I, I know people think I hate cycles and hate cyclists and hate cycleways. I don't. I absolutely think they are a part of any major city. Cycling is the most fantastic way to get around. But at what cost? Any cost? So more than $144 million out of a billion-dollar city council climate package will go on 18 kilometres of cycle infrastructure, $8 million per kilometre, much pricier than Wellington's bike cycle plans at $1.5 million a kilometre. Why the disparity? To discuss this, I'm joined by the editor of the Greater Auckland Advocacy website, Matt Lowry. Matt, a very good morning to you. Good morning, Kerry. Why is it so expensive in Auckland? Well, well, it is, it is hugely expensive, and, it, and it's way more than it should be. Um, there are a couple of things that are going on here. First of all, um, it's not often what we're seeing now is it's not just bike infrastructure that's been built. So it's not just a cycle lane. It's adding and improving footpaths and adding another right. features to, to streets. So it's not just right. Often these site costs aren't just cycleway costs. And we, we know that Auckland Transport can deliver them better. So they've had a project recently called Project Wave, which is connecting up cycleways down at the bottom through the viaduct, and that costs them about $500,000 a kilometre. So that, you know, that we know right. that they can do it a lot cheaper. Um, but these these other costs are for often a lot of things that aren't, aren't even related to cycling, they're for other things that are getting lumped into the same cycling budget. And that's why it's so expensive? Uh, that's one of the reasons. Um, it, it is a big part of the reason. But another reason is also... Uh, the Auckland Transport are often choosing the, the, the most expensive option because they don't want to impact on, or that they don't want to get upset people by by discussing removing car parking or changing the street layout. And so that involves removing moving curbs and moving moving underground services, which is which is extremely expensive. So right. often often what we're seeing is the these cycleways uh, the cost is because of a lack of a lack of desire from Auckland Transport to make changes to how they do things and to have hard conversations with with communities about priorities. So, you know, in some cases we're saying that this is $8 million to, to preserve car parking. Well, in a way, you look at the shambles that happened in Wellington and the Island Bay Cycle Way and you think, good on Auckland Transport, really? Uh, well, well, I think that, that the Island Bay is, is, is over, overblown. You see things that aren't perfect with it, but it's also not it's also not terrible. And if we look at what, what best practices around the world, um, you know, things like Island Bay, you know, they're not perfect, is it? but they're, they're getting closer to that. So there, there are opportunities for doing things better. And if we look overseas to how they're doing things, and that is often you know, reallocating space. And, and what we're talking about here is often the storage of private of a private uh, position is being prioritised over safety and over moving people. And that's, that's really what the critical issue is here. Is it that um, Auckland has a different geography, say, to Wellington as well, in terms of trying to create the cycleways? Uh, Not geography, well I suppose it is geography and geology, like is our ground, you know the volcanic soil, is that tougher to to work with? No, I think, I think both cities have, have their challenges and right. and 
yeah, there, there might be different trends, but often they're, the same, they're, they're similar ones. It, it's it's about um, pe- people people don't often like, like change, and whenever you've got to change something, you know, people don't you know going to oppose it, and that and the costs come from from trying to address that. I wouldn't be surprised if we end up seeing Wellington's costs increase a little bit. Yes, exactly. As, yeah. as, as they try and address that. Um, but either way, we should be looking at how we can get it delivered cheaper um, and, and more efficiently. So Christchurch is delivering quite a bit at the moment. So Wellington is proposing to roll out a whole bunch of cycleways. Christchurch is currently delivering a whole a whole lot, and they're doing these at around 3 million a kilometre, which is still quite expensive, yeah. but they are doing that. That sounds so. about right, though, doesn't it? If you've got 1.5 in Wellington and 8 million for Auckland, about 3 million sounds about right. Well, we could get a lot more rolled out for that. And I think that what, what the challenge we need to, to put to Auckland Transport is how can they do it more efficiently and how can they can they get more of it? Because you know, even if you know, there's 18 kilometres, which is also on top of other other routes that they're rolling out, is really just a drop in the, in, the, in the bucket of what is needed to make a really safe cycling city for Auckland. Yeah. And, and, to get, and that's what is needed to get people on their bikes and, and out of their cars and, and actually having it as a viable option because... Safety is the, is a critical thing that stops people from choosing yeah, to, to ride a bike. It's interesting, though, too, that um, when I was reading the story about the Christchurch cycleway, there were there was a couple of women quoted in their 70s who said they were seeing more of Christchurch than they had ever seen before. Now the cycleway was up and they felt safe getting on bikes and going back to an exercise and a way, means of transportation that they hadn't used for years. Um, yeah, and it shows, absolutely. you know, how... Lib- the, still remember that feeling of liberation the first time you get a bike and you're allowed to go cycling wherever you want on your own. And Yeah, that's, that's exactly it. And, and, and you know, when you're in a, in a metal box in a car, you, 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 have a, you don't really often interact with, with your community and with the, with the city around you. And, and you, you see that more, you experience it more when, when you're out, when you're walking, when you're cycling, when you're, when you're doing other activities. And yeah. so that's part of it, is that you, you, you do get that. You, you do get a... a you know, you get a bit of exercise while you, if you if you're commuting to work or to school, you get a bit of exercise while you're doing it. You get you know, fresh air and all the rest of it. So there is there are huge benefits that come from from delivering cycling. So a lot of you know research that's been in the past shows that at least four, you know, four times the amount of four times the benefits to the cost of building them. Um, and a lot of that is from health benefits. So we have people who are healthier for longer, who have less reliance on the health system. Um, there's a lot of benefits for, for kids and education from, yep. from having been more active. So there are a whole bunch of benefits that come from building cycling that are not just about transport. And that's one of the challenges that we have is how we articulate those. Such a shame. It really is. I don't know how I found myself on the other side of the anti, you know, of anti-cycling because I'm not at all. I, I don't like the attitude of some cyclists um, and I don't like, you know, some of the things that, cycling lobby people have done but nor do I like some of the attitudes of motorists who seem to think that cyclists have no right to be on the road it's I think we should all be able to coexist and I hate the fact that it's got so politicized and so almost personal yeah there, there is there are certainly um, people have strong opinions on, on a lot of sides on, on this and we do need to take it be more careful one, one thing I saw recently in fact even just earlier today was you know, people think back to the 70s and it was easy to cycle. And what we have to remember, of course, since then we have you know, often four times as much traffic on our streets yeah. and vehicles Vehicles are larger. So the best thing for, for one of the best things for, for drivers and for, for pedestrians and for cyclists is actually for providing these, these safe facilities to better use them so that 
yeah, if you're if, if I'm driving my car, I don't want to, to hit a cyclist. I don't want no. to have the risk of hitting a cyclist. If I'm on a, on my bike, which I will be shortly, um, I don't want someone to hit me. Mm. And and if I'm a pedestrian, also there's benefits from having additional separation between between the road and, and vehicles driving and where I'm walking. So mm. there are benefits for everyone from having yeah. having these facilities in place. Um, the challenge is, is how we do that. And if we're requiring that every single new cycleway we build doesn't come at the expense of something else and, and requires it to be you know, curbs to be widened, corridors to be, you know, you know, services to be moved and all those sorts of things, then we're going to have to pay these costs to, to do it. And that's a real shame because we can do it other ways and, and other cities are showing that we can as well. I thank you very much for your time. Matt Lowry, editor of Greater Auckland Advocacy website.